0: Welcome to the Omni Sports Podcast, Podcast, podcast. featuring your host, Bobby Labida. Hello and welcome in everyone to another week of the Omni Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Labida, back for week 17 action. And if this week you were kidnapped by some weird dude and after a week of asking him, why'd you pick me? He eventually kicked you out of that car and now you're free and you're wondering what happened the last week of basketball. Don't worry. I got you. But before we get into what happened this week, we're going to talk about our sponsor this week and our sponsor this week is awkward Tinder hookups, because that's the perfect way to describe what this week felt like. There was a lot of buildup for a lot of kind of awkward and weird things, but it was kind of novel, so you... So you won't forget about it. It happens like once a year. Yeah, that's kind of like what the All-Star Weekend was like. But before we get into the All-Star Weekend, which will be our news and notes section, the whole news and notes section, we're going to talk about some of my favorite storylines of the week. And this week will be pretty short because we only had half a week of basketball. And so make sure you're paying attention in your fantasy leagues this week, maybe actually two weeks, depending on your format. But before we get into all of that, we need to learn why I'm A bit of a dum-dum. Bobby is a dum-dum. Bobby Bobby is a dum-dum. Bobby is dum Last week's episode, I got a text filled with LOLs and ha-has because of how bad my pronunciations were of the names of players. And I just want to say... From the bottom and deepest parts of my heart. Every part of it. All four parts. That's how many parts there is in a heart, right? Or is that chambers? I don't know. I am terrible at pronouncing names. This has been true since I was a little infant up until now. And I am so sorry. But the person I want to apologize the most to, and I've been working on this name, is Yuta Watanabe. I am so sorry, Yuta, for saying your name so incorrectly. Um, And I... (laughs) i i am embarrassed i don't like the fact that i can't do the most basic thing which is say people's names it's a problem i've mentioned this before in the podcast I, in my normal day job, am a speech and debate teacher and coach, and as part of that, I'm the president of my local area, and that has led to me reading many names at many award ceremonies, and many children shudder as I say their names so terribly and what is going to be a moment that's supposed to be beautiful and powerful, but I ruin it. So don't worry, this is consistent. There's no character development here. I wish there could be, but if there wasn't, I wouldn't be. Bobby is a dum dum. Storylines of the week. 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 One. Green, Wiggins, and Curry on the floor. Warriors down six. Green to the corner. Pajemski, tough angle, but he hits it anyway. Pajemski's five of five from three. The Warriors back within three. Play with the big mistake there, the big mistake there. You don't need to foul. You're down by three. And our first storyline of the week at the end of the game between the Clippers and the Warriors. Clay Thompson did one of the dumbest fouls we have seen all season. And this is just kind of repeating a trend where Clay Thompson hasn't been playing his best basketball, which led to him playing his best basketball because he was finally put on the bench. And when he came in for the first game as a bench player, he scored the most points he ever had in a game this entire season, which sometimes goes to show that maybe a player, it's okay to take a lesser load because it can actually highlight your strengths a little more. Um, I hope Clay, you know, he's had some injuries, he's getting a little older and he's had an amazing career. And I think we want to keep him while he's kind of on the way down, but Clay, if he's willing to accept these lesser roles, I think, can still be efficient and important in basketball. I look to like Russell Westbrook is a really good example of that. On the Lakers, he really felt like he needed a starting spot. There was lots of tension, there was lots of drama, and then eventually went to the Clippers and was willing to come off the bench. He became a firecracker right off the bench. And I think Clay Thompson can kind of do that and bring that energy. And then if he's on that particular game, then you can keep him in longer, right? But the problem is, Clay's so uh, streaky. But the Warriors have been playing better. They're now back to um, over 500 and in the play-in tournament. Um, I think they'll probably likely stay in the play-in tournament. Uh, but uh, I am surprised to see that Clay has taken being benched so well. It seemed like the whole season was kind of fighting it. But I think when you realize that maybe you don't have what you used to have, it's okay to to take this lesser role. And Clay, I hope you uh, find this transition to be as successful as it was the very first game It that no, you did it. Two. Left and short, gets it back, puts it in. Brady Dick. Feeling Victor Wembenyama. And the ball. Oh. ball the and then there it gets is. The 10th block right there. The triple double and blocks for Victor Wembenyama. Wow. And Victor finishes it wow. off wow. behind the back pass. Victor Wembenyama did something that is so unlikely and difficult. He got a triple-double, which happens all the time, right? A triple-double, if you're unfamiliar with the premise of a triple-double, you get three categories where you get 10 points or more, right? Double-double digits, right? Points, rebounds, assists are the normal three. Um, If you get it with turnovers, it doesn't count, because turnovers are a bad thing to have. But sometimes you can get it with a stat like Blocks And that's what Victor did, being the first person in a long time to get 10 blocks. He had a 20-10-10 game. Not the 10 being assists, but that last 10 being rebounds. And he was a few assists away at halftime. He had five assists, so if he doubled that, he could add a quadruple double, which I don't think that's happened since the 90s. I I would bet money... if. Don't don't ever bet money on my word. But if I had to bet who's going to get the next quadruple double, it is this man right here. And he's continuing to change the game, even as a rookie. Um, and uh, even though his team got crushed in the All-Star Rising game, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, please watch Victor. He's there's another way to put it, but. Um, he's special, but that, that's just as simple as that. He that's what he is. Free. Recovered by Gabby Marshall. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? There it is! The all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball. Storyline three has to do with badass women everywhere, especially the ones playing basketball. We're going to highlight two. First, Caitlin Clark this week did two amazing things. First, she had 49 points in the game, which in college is crazy. I don't care what what gender. this. In college, it's wild. You only have 40 minutes to do that, um, and... Uh, But more importantly, she broke the NCAA record for most points in a career and she did it with a logo three. And if you've never watched Caitlin Clark play, she is electric. She is so good at basketball. And I think she's going to bring some real energy and excitement to the WNBA, which um, I always want to, you know, I want any sport to get bigger. Right. And I hope the WNBA can do that. But on top of Caitlin Clark being a badass, we also have Sabrina Jan- do so This week we had in the three-point contest, well, a different three-point contest, Sabrina Yannisku, who faced Steph Curry And uh, if you're unfamiliar with who she is, she's a WNBA player who last year in the three point contest for the WNBA had the best three point contest of any person of any gender. Uh, She got, I think, 18 out of 20 balls in and it was just amazing. And this week she faced Steph Curry. She got 26 to Steph Curry's 29. So Steph won. But it was very close. And I just want to highlight her for being awesome and willing to do this. Like, imagine like, Hey, I'm going to walk into this like very like aggressively masculine space with all of these like all-star basketball players and handle it and like get very close to winning against the best three point shooter of all time. I also want to give kudos to Steph. I think there are a lot of basketball players who could find just a lot of athletes who could feel weird competing head to head against a woman. That part, I don't understand because like you're just trying to, Like, especially in basketball, you're just trying to shoot into a hoop that requires no external force, right? That's just the competition itself. And so, you know, as Sabrina very rightly said, it's just shooting, right? It doesn't matter the gender of the hand that's shooting it. And Sabrina is a big deal. Uh, Derek Lively, who's a rookie, was starstruck to meet her. He said that he was... That was the person he was most... One of the most people he was shocked to meet. And she thanked him because Derek Lively was wearing her shoes. She has a shoe uh, that... You know, if you're a sneakerhead, maybe you can consider. And she was like, thank you. And he's like, no, thank you for making shoes that are that comfortable. And so um, you could see that there's a there was a positive vibe and good energy. And I hope we see more of these collaborations in the future. I could definitely see a next year Warriors, Steph Clay versus like Caitlin Clark or Sabrina or whoever. Right. I think I think this weekend doesn't just have to be a celebration of the nba it could be celebration of basketball altogether and speaking of that all-star weekend and that celebration of talent we're going to talk about that in the next segment All right, we have to talk about All-Star Weekend, which is a full Thursday through Sunday. Players get games off, I believe, until Wednesday. Um, we're going to kind of go through the weekend and talk about some highlights. And then at the end, I'm going to talk about some of my ideas of what we can change going forward. So on Thursday, you had the Celebrity All-Star Game, which um, I <laughs> I don't find entertaining at all. Um If I want to see like celebrities be bad at something like I don't I don't see the appeal. And then, like, of course, the people who are really good are like NFL players like Micah Parsons, who ended up winning the all star game MVP. And it's like, yeah, you're one of the best football players on the sport playing against like, you know, like Kevin Hart on a basketball court. Yeah, you should get MVP. So I think it's just kind of silly. Next, you have the all star rising uh, game uh, rising stars games. And basically it's a mini tournament between players in their first and second year. Year. i'm going to read the teams and the players that were on it and tell you how it ended up breaking down so you have team pow Powell, uh, pow gasol had victor had Brandon miller brandon Podemski, J- uh, jaime Hawkes jr jabari smith carson wallace and belial Bali. then team tamika had Paolo, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, Keegan Murray, Scoot Henderson, Keontae George, who's been uh hot recently, and Dyson Daniels. team Jalen had shet Homegrid, Jalen Williams, Benedict Matherin, we'll talk about more in a moment. Uh Shaden Sharp, Derek Lively, the second, Jordan Hawkins, and Walker Kessler. And then you had an a G League team. If you're unfamiliar with the G League, the G League is the, the league below the NBA. Most, I think. 29 of the 30 it could be 30 of the 30 now teams have a g-league team and sort of think of it like in baseball where you have like the the minor leagues that's kind of what the g-league is um and you have um and i have not said these names before except for one who we'll talk about also a little few more in the future with the slam dunk, slam dunk contest but Ison amansa matas bozilis ron holland mac McThung Tyler Smith, Oscar Shibwe, and Alondas Williams. And what ended up being a shocker is the G League team ended up beating Team Powell, which had Victor and all those names on the set in the very first. And then the team, Team Jalen, ended up beating Team Tamika. And then in the finals, Team Jalen ended up pulling out the dub against the G League team, which led to Benedict Matherin, who was the hometown person. The All-Star Game Weekend, I forgot to say, was in Indianapolis, and so your Pacers uh, second-year player, Benek um ended up uh, getting that MVP, which is really cool. Now, I've already talked about the three-point challenge between Steph and Sabrina, and we're also going to talk about the three-point contest itself, which led Dame winning for a second straight year. And then after that, you had the All-Star Dunk Contest, which was... <sighs> Last year's game was, or dunk contest, was one of the best in a while. It was really exciting. Matt McClung, G-leaguer, did some stuff you hadn't seen before. And this year, he opens with one of the coolest dunks of the whole competition, and it got 46 points. And then there are other dunks later that were super mid that got 50 points. And basically, um, Jalen Brown made it to the finals in probably what is the most boring series of dunks to make it to the finals in a long time. And then Matt McClung ended up winning. Um, you know, the all-star dunk contest has just always been hit or miss, right? It's just that uh, it really depends what's happening. But they need to figure out a a scoring system. I think it's an issue that they, they score like on the fly, And if you've ever scored on the fly for things, and I do this a lot in competitions and things like that. um, If you don't have a set standard, the first person's always kind of screwed because you never want to give them a 10 because you're like, well, there could be something better. Right. And then like, if you, uh, and then, so you're kind of like, you're never going to really get those top sc- tier scores. Right. Whereas in like other sports, like, I don't know, something more formal, like gymnastics or diving, there's clear criteria of like, Oh, you do this many loops and you land here, you get this many points basketball. It's all made up and the points don't matter. And so I think we need a clear way to do it because like, Man, these like the the talking heads, I love them, but they just sound so old and out of date and just angry. And it's like, I don't I get that this isn't the the dunk contest you're used to, but this is what it is now. And we should celebrate that, right? This whole weekend is celebrating about current talent. Why are we going to get so angry about comparing it to the past? I just I just I just don't get it. Celebrate greatness that's in front of you. However, that was not great. But congrats to Matt McClung for winning uh, a second year in a row. Um you know he's played only a few games in the nba primarily reserved for the g league but i think it's really cool that um someone who probably not have much fame beyond that like gets his 15 minutes of fame again and then we had our all-star game which (laughs) defense if we're talking about the point everything's made up and the points don't matter oh my gosh the score was two hundred and eleven to one eighty six, which either of the scores would be the most points scored, I think, for a team in NBA history. Um, Tyrese uh, Halliburton got the three that crossed the East into the two hundred threshold point threshold, which is beautiful. Again, being at home in Indianapolis um, and Damian Lillard ended up being your MVP for the East. Um, and. God, The all star game sucks. It's just like the novelty of it is cool, but like, do I need cat to see cat scoring 50 points and tr- being the only person trying on his team, which like at the same time was both like, thank you cat for trying. And then on the same time, I'm like, stop trying so hard. And like the fact that I have those confusing feelings is the fan tells me that something's wrong. And <laughs> I think that we need to, that's why my voice is so high. What is going on? But I think that uh, the NBA needs to consider changing the all-star game in some way. And, We saw this like the NFL, baseball, all these sports are really struggling right now when it comes to these sort of all star inclusive festivities, because here's the fact of the matter is athletes are more concerned than ever about their bodies. You don't want a career ending injury or any injury to happen on what's supposed to be like a fun, restful weekend. And you also have the double whammy. You're an all star. Congratulations. Now you can't rest like everyone else. Right. It, it, it extra sucks. It's extra tough. Right. I think of like LeBron, this being his 20th all star game. That's 25 days stretches. He couldn't rest. That's literally a hundred days. He couldn't rest because he was so much better than his peers. Um, So my tentative solution, maybe for the all star game, I don't think make it a full, don't do this like full four quarter game i think you have i think you have 24 players currently you do three teams of eight no reverse that eight teams of three and so you basically do three on three this has become an olympic sport which also added bonus the united states i'm sorry we should be competitive and i'm not saying we should win every gold medal but we should be competitive and this would be also a way to bolster the three on t- three team when we're thinking about the olympics and we're thinking about other competitions. And I think that would be a lot more fun, right? I can accept bad defense when it's three on three, but when there's five people on a court and no one's defending the the person makes it difficult and make it just like a generic game of 21, make it, I don't know, make it at the half court, do a bracket of eight. So you have, you know, the, and then go to quarters, semifinals, and then finals. And here's the thing that I think is missing from this all-star weekend and, and also in the other sports. There needs to be stakes for the players that they want. Baseball a decade ago made it that the all-star game winner had home field advantage, which I think we can all agree is kind of done because then you have players who are not on your team determining your team's fate. Right, but maybe I don't know. You give money to the players, right? We saw this work. The in-season tournament worked, right? So clearly, we can make players care about something that doesn't really have as much to do with their competitive success if we give them the right incentives. And I think we could do that with the All-Star game as well. I don't know. Match it, and everyone, like every charity on the winning team, gets five hundred thousand dollars. You can give a one point five million dollars to charity. You could do something really cool that gets people excited and like this is the time we should feel really hype about basketball and i feel like a lot of people are kind of entering your monday when or whenever you're listening to this a little like oh that's a thing that happened the all-star weekend oh that was cool and i don't think that's how it should be it should be like dang like this should be the number one thing everyone is talking about monday morning just like we are when we're talking about i don't know the day after the super bowl right everyone's talking about it but I think the All Star Game and everyone's gonna be like, I was pretty whack, and um, unfortunately, it was. The All Star Game in general needs a little revamping. It used to be competitive. Fans want to see the best pickup game in the world. They want to see you running up and down and dunking and all this crazy. Like, right? what happens when you get this collection of best basketball players on the planet and they play and they go head up against each other? The All Star uh, Game needs a little needs a little changing. Uh, Right. So as we transition away from the NBA All-Star Weekend, You should be looking forward to your fantasy. If you're in fantasy basketball, you should be getting near your basketball playoffs. Um, I'm going to do a sort of maybe little primer episode um, as the basketball playoffs get closer. I know they're getting closer in my league. And for my league mates, I'm planning on doing a super special secret. No, not secret, because I'm telling you, that's not how secrets work, silly Bobby. Oh, my God. Um, But like, I'm going to do a sort of a a special episode just dedicated to you where you um, that I'll just only send to you about um, placements and things like that throughout the season. Um, but uh, this is the time, get serious where the playoffs are coming, get that money. And speaking of money, or maybe not money, we'll see, um, the Omnisports team, AKA me, <laughs> is I'm planning on putting together a March Madness bracket. Um, that any one of you who is listening or watching could join. So I'll give you more information as that gets closer, as March Madness gets closer. If you're unfamiliar, we talked about college basketball earlier, uh, but there is the famous March Madness tournament that happens in March, and it's very famous for the brackets it creates. We will do, I think, a free version of the contest, and the winner will be shouted out on the pod, and then also maybe like a, a cheap like $5 per bracket version as well which i will coordinate and we'll figure out uh, percentages to the appropriate winners based off of how many people enter all right everyone thank you for another week like i said this was gonna be a shorter week just to the fact that we only had half a week of basketball and <clears throat> the half week of all-star games that we got was cool but again not kind of like you know, those awkward tinder hookups but thank you so much for listening um, very excitedly in the Omni Sports world we became officially a YouTube partner this week so check us out on YouTube uh, subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts wherever you get your podcast. please check us out on Instacro Instacroc, Tikram, and Xwitter so <laughs> wherever you get social media please check that out And as always, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week.